And a big aloha. I'm Cindy Palos, and this is Talk Story, the longest-running talk show on Maui. I've been doing this on Tuesdays for 30 years, and over the years I've had the pleasure and honor many times to talk to Kimo Keo. I think in the old days it was bully. When I first started seeing you back yeah, then, it so was bully. Yeah, so really uh, <laughs> honor and privilege to be here this afternoon with you, Cindy. <laughs> uh, you, you were, I have to say there's three, probably three people on this island I think that I um, honor the most as far as teachers and, and good works they get back at you. Um, I love Archie and and George Kamoko. And um, you're the, my top three heroes um, on this island. You know, they, they're all legends and uh, both uh, come with a really great uh, history of uh, Archie being a really uh, waterman and a great big surfer and uh, he's all, he also has been affiliated with the Hokulea and the Polynesian Voyage Society, and he did several of the lakes. And uh, we uh, want to thank all the guys who uh, did the worldwide voyage. You know, it was uh, quite an undertaking, and Archie was part of that undertaking. And Snow was Snake, snake Ahi, and both of these uh, gentlemen were in its original uh, part of uh, the development of Polynesian Voyage Society uh, for the Maui people. So, And there are others, but... Uh, especially uh, uh, Snake Ahi, who has been there for every voice since 1976, you know, and Archie himself too. So our hats off to them, and we're so happy that they're safely home and uh, be able to share what has happened with the Polynesian Voyaging Society around the world. Well, also with us today, I'm very happy to have Kehau King. Hello. Aloha. Aloha. Um, I'm going to go Facebook Live here because we're going to talk about a great event that's coming up and and uh, this event is really special. It's this coming sat- uh, Friday night happening. Um, it's a dinner show at Nalu South Shore Grill with the amazing Sister Roby Kahakalau, John Cruz, Barry Flanagan, Jarrett Roback, and Moku Harris and Ohana. And um, boy, what a great lineup. And it's going to be also a dinner, right? Yes, um, a dinner, Hawaiian buffet dinner with uh, definitely awesome entertainment and some hula dancers there. It, it, I can't even imagine. this. The vibe will be so high. I've been a fan of Sister Ruby Kahakalau ever since I heard her first album. And I have to say, she's got this great voice. Hawaiian style, right? Yes. And all that, yeah, all yes. the great stuff she's done is amazing. And yeah, we John want everybody to know that she, um, you know, making a preview with us and she hasn't been here for a little while, so we're so excited to have Sister Roby here. Yeah. And uh, everyone else on the lineup, Moko Harris, uh, Barry Flanagan, uh, Jared Roback, and uh, John Cruz. So we, we have a definitely a great lineup, guys, so please come. And, uh, and this event is really made for the uh, Hawaiian Riga Canoe Voyages Society, and particularly uh, I'll let uh, Kehau describe that because this is about Nawahini Okamawana, and they've come really a long ways to voyage with us, and I'll let her share um, her experience and how this come about and what we're doing with Nawahini Kamawana. Well, absolutely, because um, there's a big history here, and I just have to say before we go full on with you, is that uh, Kimo Kea is a legend, and I don't know how many thousands of people you've worked with in canoes over the years, it's been at least 30 years, maybe, how long? How long yeah, at least 30 been? years, and uh, Hawaiian Riga Canoe Voyaging Society now in development uh, 15 years now. Wow. And I just recently returned uh, this past Monday from uh, London, and uh, we have five canoe clubs in London. Wow. And uh, so I stay with uh, oh. United Kingdom Riga Canoe Club, and we had a long-distance race over... Uh, 15 miles uh, on the Thames River. Wow, that must have been historic. That The but vibe must have been amazing. I bet people were lined up all along the way, waving and everything. Yeah, it was pretty uh, uh, pretty epic because uh, to have our canoe on the Thames, and uh, we had a, a total of 12 canoes racing in this particular race, and uh, everybody alongside, of course, cheering us on and everything else. So, And, uh, you know, amazing to have... Uh, our outrigger, Hawaiian outrigger canoe in London, England. Well, you know what you just told me, and I wasn't aware of this at all, is that you have canoes worldwide now. I mean, you even have them in Czechoslovakia, which is like, really? You know, and, well, and all around the world. You, you well, you told me that your dad was from Prague, and <laughs> uh, uh, we actually have the Mirage, which was uh, 
uh, Corel Tresnek, who is the founder of the Making a Canoe Mirage. And he made uh, the Mirage a tree piece in Czechoslovakia because the only way to ship the canoe around the world. And uh, he's actually moved back there, but he was making the Mirage in Oahu. And uh, we also have the uh, Tree Priest Bradley canoe, which has been made in Brazil. You know, so the canoes are wow. made in different countries. And, and some our, Australia, our, too, huh? Australia, too. The Mirage is made in Australia. Wow. It's so, you know what? You're reaching a few pebbles started here in the stream, in the ocean, and they have spread around the world with canoes being the way to do it. And, and, you know, you have always honored the women. The Wahini have always been a part and a very dedicated part of the canoe associations, yes. right? Yes. When did you begin with invo- being involved? Um, I'm, I'm really just a newbie to paddling. It's mm-hmm. been about five years almost now. But with this uh, group of women, um, very new uh, this past year, uh, we've started with myself and then my friend. And now we're up to about 36 women here large and really what it was was a group of women coming together and um, wanted to provide them the opportunity to see all different aspects of paddling whether it was recreational voyaging uh, racing competition wise uh, with regatta and just many different uh, views of paddling but most of all was really to provide them the aspect of culture Mm. of the paddling first before anything else and that is uh, what inspired me in that and uh, through the paddling you see so much value and purpose uh, that we can reflect upon on the water the same that we do on land how we live our lives and so I like to kind of view that that way when you have you know six different people women in our, our case coming together to really find that perfect melody or that harmony on that water to connect with all of the elements with the ocean with the wind with um, all of the great elements out there, it's pretty astounding. And um, and I've got to say, I have women who's never touched the water, never paddled before, now can't wait to get back in the water. They're in need of it. You know, it's a. I like to look at it as a way of healing through paddling. And so, um, you know, we have women that are just like me. Has it's consumed them now? You know, it's become a great addiction, a positive addiction in their life. So. And so this right now here is a, just a means to try and um, build our funds. And we were looking to fundraise to purchase our, a new canoe um, for ourselves to, like Uncle Kimo Kale, travel from island to island and voyage and just see the many, many wonderful things that paddling has to offer. And uh, I don't think that anyone will know until you get in the canoe yourself and you do it yourself. And, and, you know, there's a lot of work and dedication. You get those people out there early in the morning, don't you? You've always gotten them out at, at sometimes right It's the best time dawn. for us. So we get out, like this morning, we're out there at 5 a.m. And actually, the group get it up at 4.30 to take the canoes from Kihei down to an event we had at the Kealani Hotel with a special group called Lenovo. And they're a technology company from all parts of the world. And uh, we went down there to do event with them, a uh, couple races, and share the culture. And at 4.30 a.m., uh, Kehau and her women came down to take two canoes. And then we Yay, also had an elegant guitarist. So, <laughs> so can you imagine that? Uh, we had a total of uh, 24 women this morning moving canoes from North Kihei all the way down, paddling in the full moon about to set oh, for the day. Wow, magical. And uh, going out in the silhouette and paddle all the way down to the Carolina Resort. So, oh, wow. you know, you got you to give these ladies a, um, a really... Uh, a great applaud of what they're doing. So uh, just imagine that uh, last year, Kehau and several women paddled with the uh, uncle from Hilo to the north side of the island of Mokokiavi, uh, Waimea, Kohala area, down to Kwaihai, and then on to Kona. And it took the ladies 23 and a half hours wow. to be in the canoe during a wow. one hour on, one hour off. Uh, I think we left uh, in a weird morning at uh, 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. It was and, about 23 we, hours. Yeah, we got there. You're and, doing uh, it all nonstop, just yeah, nonstop. So overnight yeah. and everything. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah, the canoe doesn't stop, uh, Cindy. <laughs> what stops is the women. So the women go in for 45 minutes to an hour, and then they'll make a change, you know. Wow. Of course, uh, they got out of the canoe uh, after 23 and a half hours, got a really nice nap. And then they paddle in the Queen Liliokalani, which is 18 miles iron up from 
Kono to Kealakakube. And you have another ho one. Now, now. Ho now, now. You're doing um, McKenna to Hana this weekend, I heard. That's correct. They, uh, a couple weeks ago, paddled the canoe from Kahului Harbor to McKenna. And uh, this uh, Saturday evening or Saturday morning, they'll start loading up the escort boat at 4 o'clock. Wow. And leave at 5 a.m. and paddle the way out from McKenna to Hana. And we'll be there for the night. And then they'll get up in the morning uh, and probably leave uh, sunrise again and go from Hana to Kahului. And they've complete what we call Kayupuni o Maui, circle the island with your canoe. So uh, upper body strength, huh? Actually, you know what? It, it, it would seem that way, but it's actually a full body um, activity. It really is. Yeah. I would have thought that it's just mainly your arms from paddling, but it's a full body because you have to lean into it, I guess, huh? Um, yeah. Yeah. You definitely want to use those legs, the bigger muscles in your body, too. Oh, so, really? yeah. Use all of them. <laughs> so, so it started, Kimo, when you began, there was like how many canoe clubs? I know you did the Kihei, and you, you started there in Kihei, didn't you? Um, you know, I, I was uh, really, the club was started here. Uh, I think the first canoe clubs uh, here was um, Hawaiian Canoe Club, which was, I think, originally named in Wailuku, Okahalui. At that time, was called the uh, uh, Kahalui Canoe Club, and they branched off together, which is Hawaiian Canoe Club and Nakaivalu. So I think both of those club, I, I think it's about 50 years old, I'm wow. not sure. So they're really the originators on this island, you know. And then now we have uh, on the North Shore, we have Laula, and we, of course, have Hawaiian and Nakaivalu, Laula, okay, Kai. And then we have way on the east there, Hana Canoe Club. And Hana started way back in the 70s. So Did it, yeah. Yeah, a lot of the clubs started, uh, you know, pretty, pretty uh, early back there, but they all branched off from what happened here in central Maui. And then today you have uh, Napili, uh, Lahaina, and Kahana, which is on the west side. And here we have on the south shores, which is Kihei Canoe Club. And Kihau is with the Wailea Canoe Club. And so we have here, uh, I think, a total of nine clubs, yeah? And I'm, I love what you said, Kehau. Um, and I know, Cl- and I forgot Clifford. I have to add Clifford into one of my most honored men. Mm-hmm. Um, Clifford did a couple of workshops about how the symbolism of a canoe is like living together, right? Yes. Like being able to live in peace together. You, it's If you're working in a canoe, you understand the energy of all working together because you have to work as one, right? Sure, yeah. Well, you know, I like to share, too, with um, our women that, you know, it's never, if there's anything wrong in the canoe, it's really not the water or the paddle or the canoe. It's it's the people, um, you know. And so just like when we're out of the canoe, right, when we're working or working with anybody, it's, you know, we interact with people, and that's usually more where the challenge that we get. And um, it's no different than in the canoe. So when you can set all your personal everything on the side and come together for one common goal within the canoe, um, it just makes, uh, you know, inspires and motivates people to utilize that method outside of the canoe while they're on land, whether it's at work, with your family, with your friends, and, you know, and we learn from that. I think that's the best thing about it. it it's definitely a learning situation. And um, over the years, I, I, you know, you have another, you wear a few hats, as we all do on the islands, but you're a kahu. You have, I, I have you ever even thought to think of how many times you've brought people's ashes out to the water and helped people um, with beautiful words, bring them together as they celebrate their transition on. I mean, you've done, it's got to be hundreds, maybe thousands, huh? Yeah, we've done a whole lot of that. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a special, um, I'm really honored and privileged to serve that because, uh Many people um, come and visit, and many of our own people uh, go to the ocean, and it's uh, it's a really uh, beautiful thing for them knowing that they can go what we call with the naamakua, you know, out of the dolphin, the whale, the shark, uh, the honu, hinano, the stingray. So I think that uh, they feel really, really at peace of having their family go into the ocean, um, and. So everybody has their own choice, but uh, a lot decide to go to the ocean. And, then, you know, we're all connected, uh, you know, culturally with the, with the forest of the different wood to make the canoe, which is the core wood. Good point. And so yeah. culturally, yeah. we're connected in a core vow. Uh, we call it the forest, a core vow, where all everybody, the spirits arrive, the God arrives on the top of the mountain, you know. Mm-hmm. So having a core canoe and understanding Mauka, 
the different wood like kawila, kolea, uh, the hardwood that we use to make our canoe different parts for the marine structure. So, you know, looking at uh, uh, the kahuna kalaiva'a and understanding his work and understanding the different wood he used for that brings you really close to the mountain of knowing what we need to do and, and continue to reforestate our native plants. It's really important that uh, we continue to do that because they play uh, a very big role in uh, what we did and what we did with it and why we did it. So we right now have a core canoe in Oahu that's over 150 years old. Wow, amazing. And it's really a, a Marnike canoe, you know. Wow. But we have a lot of core canoes that's out in the islands that uh, all our core canoe come with a history. History uh-huh. of uh, a canoe maker, the Kahuna Kalaiva'a, and also the Moko Ahau, the genealogy of uh-huh. one family owning a canoe and having a special name of their family, and the family name coming from a Mokupuni, an island, Mokura district, and Ahupua'a. Uh-huh. So it's really. Which, uh, uh, for people listening that may not know, because we have a lot of Facebook from people all around the world. On the islands, it's like a triangle, the point being at the top of the mountain and the triangle going down, and that's the area um, that all the islands have certain areas. And and I think on Maui there were like six or seven. I mean, we have 12 of them. 12 of them, yeah. And so each of the the mokus have a a way of identifying themselves by uh, the... The uh, decoration of a flower lay, oh, really? or a uh, top oh. of cloth, uh-huh. or um, a special hakule made from their uh, ali'i, uh, ali'i flower. So, um, well, canoes it, are living things. Was that they are carrying living energy? And and as you think of the ones, the one that's 150 years old, you think of all the time and the people that have passed on that have used the canoes. It's it's a it's an amazing heritage. Yeah, well, if you look at the va'a, you look at the front, we kind of look at part of uh, everyone have a way of uh, historically describing or ancestrally describing the va'a. The front of the canoe, we, we describe it as uh, uh, manu'ihu, which is the male, feed and clothe and protect the family. The body of the canoe is kino, our body, and how do we take care of ourselves so we can take care of the family. Mm-hmm. The palikai, the splash guard, we ka'i ko mau kupuna. Our ancestors have set the pathway. All we need to do is be on the path. And then you have no hold a seat to reflect on kupono, to know who we are, what we are, and what we do, and where we go. Of course, we have the braces between the canoe. We call that the vai or the pipiao. Pipiao, more of the the hearing, the hearing, listen. Mm. You know, ho'olo is to listen, na kalani, listen to the people of the heaven. Na kamoana, listen to the people of the ocean. Na kono, listen to people to the land. And they say to us that uh, I give you all these natural gifts and now it's yours and take care of it as I have done. Mm. And how do we pass it on to the generations to come? So yeah. much more needs to be done to do that. And, and every time one of these beautiful canoes is born, has a life beyond even some of us definitely here. Um, and that is exactly why this coming Friday night, there's going to be this dinner show, silent auction raffle at Nalu South Shore Grill um, with the amazing Sister Robi Kahakalau, whose voice is just one of my favorite female vocalists, really, ever, and on the islands. And John Cruz, I just adore him. Barry Flanagan, Jarrett Roback, and Moku Harris. The thing is that people really, really, really should call because... Nalu's isn't that big, and this is going to be a very special night. So they should call 359-9103, and it's at 1280 South Kihei Road. Um, and I know you're here now, so and that's your yep. number. So maybe they won't be that is can my leave number, a, Yes, you can leave a message. Yeah, <laughs> I've actually cleared out my message for that, so um, they can call me direct. Uh, uh, reserve tickets, ticket sales for that. As well, and of course, if they want to make a personal donation, then we're welcome to do so as well. And um, I did just want to note that um, you know I asked uh, Sister Roby to come out and see, and you know play have them entertainment and sharing in that because I wanted to. She was kind of like a pivotal part in the with our women, even in the industry of the music. Mm-hmm. And so, yep. although we're emphasizing the women of paddling it. It also reaches out to all the women everywhere in their successes and the great challenges that they've overcome in their lives. So um, she was definitely one of the first of my choice to, to have her on there. And, of course, the rest of the gang, um, you know, they play so well together. And on that note, though, 
also is even though we're emphasizing the women, you know, our Kane in our community have been so supportive everywhere. So this never, um, you know, excludes everyone else in our ohana va'a, in our support within our community. That's so true. Um, I do want to take a moment because those of you who have followed you and love you, and there are so many, uh, Kimokea, um, may have followed your story. And as I say, you're you're kind of legendary in the canoe <laughs> world um, and have done so much. But um, here's a, a person, you, who is so, so in tune with the ocean and so aware. But you had a life-changing experience on the water. How Was that a year and a half, two years ago where that happened? Oh, that was last April. You know, we had a, a race from Maliku Gauch to um, Kahului Harbor. It was a very... Uh, uh, big day for surfing, you know, Kehau here was on the crew with us, so, um, you know, we had actually, um, I was uh, f- not feeling well, and uh, we, we actually took a, a very large wave, and we made it okay on one wave, and the next wave, we did not, and so we were in the water for a little while, and I uh, took ill, and was sent to emergency, and uh, found that my uh, liver was infected, and pretty much shuts down my system, so, so I'm really honored and privileged to continue to what I'm doing here and had want to thank everybody for all the prayers that they had done for me and all the blessing. And many, many uh, people have done that, and prayers are very powerful. Yes, they and, are. And uh, they Absolutely. actually uh, uh, saved me, and uh, that was very uh, epic for me to be in London and them taking me to the church that they prayed for me a year and a half ago. Oh, they prayed in London as well, all and, your uh, family, your big ohana. Yeah, prior to that, early April, or just April making a year, I was in Japan, and they showed me the church that they prayed for me also. And they, Isn't that amazing? They said it was really uh, tears in the eyes to see me kneel down, and one year ago they were uh, kneeling down praying for me. And uh, So I thank everybody in the world, and especially everybody here at home in Maui that uh, was so concerned and uh, prayed for me every day. So mahalo. Mahalo, mahalo. Mahalo keakua. Yes, mahalo keakua, na amokua, na kupuna, na ohana, kava'a. This was uh, something that really was serious. I mean, you're saying it very matter of fact, but you were in the hospital for a while. I got in the hospital uh, April 1st, uh, April Fool's Day, and it wasn't until April 3rd that uh, they had uh, some serious things with me, and I was in a coma since then until... April uh, 22nd. So I was in a coma a from uh, the third to April 22nd. So and I, I do believe, and I've seen this happen with prayers, and, and I know that you were willing to receive them, and, and part of you knew that. I didn't know that you were in a coma for 20 days. I, I was not aware that you were in a coma. I knew that it was serious, but I, this is the first I've ever heard you were in a coma. So during that time, where were you <laughs> while you, your body was resting? For <laughs> Everybody <laughs> asked that question. That's in the, you know, and uh, it's, uh, it's really uh, a strange thing because uh, many things goes on in your head, you know, and uh, definitely was the canoes in my head and many things went on. But uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a thing that uh, your mind just drifts away uh, pretty far in what you want to do, you know. And uh, I'd like to share one of the things that went to my mind was about the mountain and uh, how do we bring the core back, you know, to make more canoes, you know. And really, and, really, you remember that, and, uh, going through I that. I remember that. Was it thing. like a dream? or do you It was like a dream, and the dream was about, because I'm always working with kids and taking every high school uh, group from one moku to the other moku and finally taking them up to the mountain and just imagine that in a dream I dreamed about every surfer to go up and get a call and make a surfboard and every ukulele player go up and make a ukulele we would probably be able to reforestate everybody on the core tree by just going up and taking all the dry wood and encourage everyone to put a new tree on Maui and uh, do a 200 year plan in bringing back ah. all forests to bring more water to Maui and wow. more native plants. 200-year plan. Now, of course, we know John Cruz's beloved um, uh, Kao, Kaio. Kaio is working with reforestation. She's Correct. Been, she's been up there working hard on doing that. And and every little bit of that helps. I mean, because, you know, it takes time. It doesn't take that long to bring a tree down. 
but it takes a long time to grow them back. Yeah, we have that happening, uh, you know, um, prior to that already. Oahe is a great project, you know, mm-hmm. and life is a great project up at Hawaiian Homes called uh, with Walter Kanamo doing life living indigenous forest ecosystem. And, of course, we have our own Haleakala National Park, uh, Nature Conservancy, um, you know, and Maui, uh, Maui Nui, you know, Malama Maui Nui. And then we have the West uh, Maui uh, reforestation of the uh, the top and also the east, you know, mm-hmm. and the watersheds that we have on the island. So everybody's doing everything they can do. And uh, even in even in um, uh, when we think of what's happening, it's changing. We're starting to see some weather patterns change from Ko'olawe as they start to even uh, try to reforest, do reforestation on Ko'olawe now too. Yeah, even even you look back at uh, what they started and what's happening, uh, you know, with uh, Ko'olawe Island Reserve Commission and. PKO, you know, protect Kualavi Ohana. Now we don't have a brown spot. We have green all over the island, you know, very little brown spots. And I remember in the 70s, you will still have people bombing it and see a lot of brown, red spot in Kualavi. And and they've done a wonderful job and very challenging time for them to continue to have funding and everything else. So it's really great that uh, we can see that from Maui now. You know what I love also, and maybe you can speak to this also, Kehau. I'm sorry, I mispronounced your name. Nope, that's right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, There's, um, sometimes people see a difference in the way if you're Hawaiian or if you're Haole or um, you're not accepted. Um, But I have seen in the canoe community, I know many Haole or white women are accepted with open arms. You don't have to be Hawaiian. To no. be a part of this community, there is not. I haven't seen discrimination at all in the canoe community. No, definitely not. Um, you know, I like to think that for us as Kanaka um, Oli, that you know, especially for me, I'm born and raised in Kihei area, and um, if anything, it is our kuleana actually to share um, our culture and with those. And if there's ever anyone that uh, doesn't know or uh, you know have no knowledge, it's actually our fault for not sharing the real culture of what that is. You know, you can look on Google, you can read whatever you want. Um, however, that can be elaborated and changed. You know, the real culture is uh, within ourselves. And um, I myself have uh, six children. and I You I, have six children? I do. Oh, I should have them. You stand up. You're, you're in such, you got to stand up. You're in great shape. My gosh, I guess that's an example of the best way to stay in shape. Paddling, paddling. My gosh, that's amazing. I would never guess you have six yeah. children. And when do you Thank have time you. to do canoeing with six children? Well, you know, they paddle too. Okay. You know, most of them paddle too. And, um, you know, and they're they're all doing their cultural thing. Uh, one of my daughters, that's hula. And uh, anyway, but, you know, I share with them and I tell them, you know, the minute you stop doing that is the minute our culture dies. Mm. So in order to continue to do that, you have to do anything you can culture, whether it's paddling, dancing uh-huh. hula, weaving lohalas, you know, doing lays, whatever you want to. And um, definitely to continue on that, I think um, mo'olelo is, is the perfect way. You know, I grew up on mo'olelo, always wondered why grandma told the same story over and over. <laughs> well, now I realize why. And um, she did that for a reason. And it was in hopes that we would continue to tell the story. That's true. And so we're just here trying to continue to do that. And with the women, though, going back to what you're talking about, um, being discriminated or anything, a uh, majority of the women I have are not Hawaiian mm-hmm. or non-Hawaiian. And, um, you know, I never thought to even think about that <laughs> unless somebody brings that to my attention. And we are all together as equal. I don't look at them as any different. And these women have just as much uh, deserving to know this culture as I do. And the better they they do, the more value that they can get back from, you know, it's it's just a win-win situation with this. So I I embrace all all of the women that come, whether you're an athlete, a non-athlete, or... Caucasian, Asian, whatever you want to You just have to be able to get up early in the morning. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Which I like doing. Get a little wet. (laughs) So so speaking of getting a little wet, I didn't realize you were in the canoe with Kimokea when that that accident happened. Um, Yes. And it's not considered to be a difficult out of all the different canoe races and participations you've done. That one's a pretty simple one, going from Lico Gulch to 
Kanaha is is considered to be kind of a fun little easy cruise, right? <laughs> not, Definitely, not. yes. And you know, I mean, I never thought twice the, when the conditions were a little bit more than normal. Uh, but again, I didn't even think twice. Um, if there's any, there's two people in the canoe that I trust most, and that's uh, Uncle Kimo Keo and my boyfriend Kaleo. Um, but so when Uncle asked me to jump in, I said no problem. And um, you know, that was definitely a scary moment. I can look back at that. But, you know, when you're out there, you're definitely at the, that is the perfect example of being at the mercy of the elements, mm-hmm. is uh, you know that you are not in control, and we like to say you go with the nalu, you know, you read the ocean, you read what you feel, and, and honestly, I don't consider myself a strong swimmer, like I'm not a big surfer mm-hmm. or somebody who's out like that a lot, but I felt comfortable, I felt very confident, I felt secure, and um, all, you know, we're at, I, I was praying for, asking my kupuna to, you know, watch over Uncle Kimokeo, bring him back safely. And as we say in the canoe, we're all here together. Yeah, we're never separate. So when, especially in a situation like that, you know, no one goes a veer to the safety to only save themselves. It's, it's we all do it together. And that's exactly what we did. We had a great crew. Um, some of them were new. There were a couple of novice B mm-hmm. um, uh, paddlers there, but you know that didn't that didn't change the status of anything right there. At that to- at that moment, we were just there as the ohana, um, sticking together to bring everyone home safely. And so that's exactly what happened. Yeah. It was when you have something like that happen. I mean, is it like getting thrown off a horse and getting right back on again, or did you have any second thoughts because you never expect anything like that to happen, where mm-hmm. someone yeah. really like Gimo. Uh, is in, in a situation where you're going, wow, This I never expected this to happen. No. It has to be kind of traumatic. It, it was, and you know what? It, it, it happened way too fast. You don't even have time to think. The, you know, somebody asked me, did you think about your kids? Did you think about what could have happened? I said, you know, of, of course there was a brink second I did, but you don't think about that. You, For me, immediately survival mode kicked in, and praise God for that, because... Um, like again, I you know I'm not out there on the ocean in this kind of waters all the time. So that was my first incident, being in such conditions, and I I, I was told that that was what they call extreme conditions, <laughs> and um, you know I I told myself I would n- I don't really care for helicopters. That was the first time I actually went in the helicopter. Oh, the um, helicopter so I, I think came that to was, save you. They pulled you out of the water. Yeah, and I have to say that was kind of maybe scarier than the <laughs> the, the accident at one time. But, um, you know, like I, I, I went back out there. I, we did another race, and I really looked, took a drive, looked at Maliko to feel, see how I would feel. And I definitely wanted, if there was a fear, I would definitely wanted to overcome that fear. And uh, did that race again, did another race though, of that same route. And, you know, I felt, I felt great. You know, I think it's when when you give yourself and you you have a purpose and a meaning out there. There's a lot of respect and value you put into the ocean, and so you don't take things for granted. After, especially after that race, I definitely don't take things for granted out there in the water. Did you miss? You were you were in a coma for 20 days, or is it 21 days? Tw- 20. Oh, I think 20 days. Yeah. 20 days, yeah, and then you had to recover after that. You because you were out of it, you had to get yourself back in shape. It took it's a, a while. It does. It's amazing to me yeah. how you can work out, work out, and be in great shape, but you still have to get back together <laughs> when you you've taken a break for that. So um, yeah, it was a it was a, a way it was a way of a time to take care of yourself. So yeah, um, you know when I got out of there, um, I still had to go to therapy, you know, and so we had physical therapy for a while, and I thank my physical therapy Mike and he paddles for Nakaivalu and he was there. But uh, we we had such a great uh, medical staff at Maui Memorial Hospital, and I my my go out to Dr. Shea and his staff, uh, and uh, bringing me in the situation where I now am today, and uh, being able to paddle back in my canoe. So I was I went back in a canoe probably uh, the late um, uh, summer, and it was pretty difficult for that time. And so uh, it's almost a year recovery now. So I'm, I feel wow. really great. So, so in something like that, I think it sounds to me like you, when you went to London and when you went to Japan and you found this amazing ohana of the Hawaiian Outrigger Canoe Voyaging Society, um, the reality of that you had this whole group of people praying for you that you didn't even know, some of them you've never met, 
and they were all pulling for you together. And that must have been quite a feeling to actually meet them and find out that they actually were in church praying for you. Yeah, some of them know, knew me, but many did not. Um, and all of them uh, have uh, voyage with me on in Hawaii. You know, we have this uh, great long-distance race, the largest long-distance race participant, which is the Queen Liliokalani. And for the last, uh, you know, 15 years, they have been paddling back from with, uh, we call Moku Keawi, the island of Hawaii, to Maui. And then actually stay here for the, the week and paddle into the new race that we have called Maui Nui, which is about seven years old. But prior to that was the Pailolo, and they uh, come here and paddle the Pailolo. So uh, most of them had come here to the islands and paddle with me from uh, the big island all the way to Kauai. And some wow. have paddled with me to Papahana Moku, which is the northwestern Hawaiian island today. Think of all the thousands of people you've paddled with over the years. <laughs> okay, oh my gosh, that's quite an amazing ohana. Yeah, we, we really, uh, my home my home uh, club is Kihei Canoe Club. And every Tuesday, Thursday, we have visitors paddle. And every uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we have recreational paddle, mm-hmm. plus competitive paddling. And every third Monday of the month, we have uh, the county of Maui that we do the adaptive paddling. So What's the pre- adaptive paddling? Yeah, adaptive paddling would be, uh, you know, um, uh, the handicap that we bring down. We don't call them handicap, we just call them adaptive paddling. Mm-hmm. And uh, they come and paddle with us for an hour. And we've been doing that for over 10 years now with them. And so it's really a great, great uh, uh, community work to be with them. And there's the pre- breast cancer awareness and the survivor, mm-hmm. breast cancer survivors that also and, have, uh, uh, In October. Yeah, that, yeah, that we did the paddle for life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is amazing. That's uh, Pacific Cancer Foundation. Uh, this year we're celebrating our 10th year. And uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because it really, again, go back and reflect to Kehau and her group. It was a group of ladies that uh, call themselves the Pink Ladies. They're cancer survivors. And they wanted to voyage with Uncle. And we did our first voyage with them 10 years ago. And today we have many, many of them still around that's uh, going to make their 10th annual uh, this year uh, to paddle with us uh, the first week of October. And uh, so that benefit is to uh, Pacific Cancer Foundation. And we again want to thank uh, all the sponsors and thank all the participants to do that because and most of this has been made because of the women. The women came up and said that uh, we would like to do, do a voyage. And 10 years later, we went from couple canoes and last year we had 30 canoes Wow! and we're about to uh, launch uh, this October we right now have uh, 17 teams registered and so we encourage wow. all the teams to get on pacificcancer.org go to paddle for life and register your team that's amazing so so tell me Cal um, you've got this amazing goal to make a canoe and I think most of our listeners probably don't know, because um, we have Facebook people watching as well, what a big project that is. Of course, it's we're talking about the dinner show auction at Nalu's with the amazing sister Kohakalau, John Cruz, Barry Flanagan, and more. Um, the dinner and auction um, happening this Friday. Um, you have to call Nalu's, 3599103. Nalu, but once you get the funds, and it takes a lot to make a canoe, it takes a lot. How much money do you need to raise to make a canoe? Well, uh, well, actually, actually, we're not we're not going to start from scratch on, on this canoe, but we are purchasing a canoe. So this won't be a koa canoe that okay. we're, we're we're purchasing, yeah, because that would definitely be a big project yeah. uh, that we have to a uh, big endeavor there. But uh, nonetheless, it's for the same purpose and um, to get a six man uh, outrigger canoe for our women to travel and go from island to island and voyage, and just to have that accessibility for our women and to showcase. Well, canoes are expensive. They are. Yeah, yeah. Kiao uh, and her group, which is uh, the title they've just made for this event called Nawahini of Kamuana, the Women of the Sea, and they'll be they're looking to purchase a Bradley Lightning, and a Bradley Lightning uh, costs uh, right now I think it's seventeen thousand oh. dollars, and if they're able to get a canvas with that. Uh, it'll always cost them close to $20,000 to get a brand-new canoe. And the Bradley Lightning is a special boat because it can cross the channels and uh, have a beautiful canvas on it and the Yaku and Amos. And it's a very sturdy canoe. And there's other canoes, but they have chosen to um, 
get a bread and lightning. So a bread and lightning will cost them uh, close to $20,000 to have this delivered to Maui. So it would be really great that you support the event. You support the uh, Nawahini Kamawana, the ocean, uh, the women of the ocean, and more so what they have already done. And it's just not Kehau's group only, but throughout the state of Hawaii, we uh, our, our women is uh, paddling the you know, they're paddling that, they're paddling the Pailolo. So there's not where we, the male, have paddled that they're not paddling. They're paddling every every race or every distance that we've done. My original voyage that started off, uh, which was called uh, Northwestern Hawaiian Island, they did not have a name for it yet. They call it uh, Nam, Namokupuni Nakupuna, the Elder Islands of Hawaii. And joining me on the, one of the first voyages, what a female, Donna Kahakui. And Donna Kahakui paddled a one-man canoe from island to island all the wow. way up to Kauai. All by herself. All by herself. And uh, since then, huh. many have done that, you know. Wow. But just look at our own women here, um, somebody like Lauren Spaulding, you know. Mm-hmm. She paddles the one-man yeah. to Molokai, yeah. just like it's going backyard of Kahului Harbor, you know. <laughs> Wow. And so we have women that's been doing that uh, all over the state of Hawaii. And uh, uh, the Team Bradley, which is all made up of the women, they've held the Nawahini uh, Okekai race, the channel race, for such a long time. And so um, we have some amazing women in the water. Yay. And we have yeah. some. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, so uh, we, we're asking you guys to support them. So please come out and uh Join us on June uh, 29th, which is this Friday at 5 o'clock. And again, you know, we want to give our hats off to Nalu's and and Kihei. Because Nalu's uh, Ron Panzo is uh, always open heart in doing uh, this kind of work and their staff. And so come and support them. We got a great lineup. And of course, many of us have never seen Sister Roby for a while. And well, be a of great course, night. your great song is Feel the Rhythm of the Ocean. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I love that song. And <laughs> yeah. that song, actually, in her music, Feel the Rhythm, it's Rhythm of the exactly. Ocean. Exactly. Actually, it's you can it. feel it's right in tune with yep. the Rhythm of the Ocean, isn't it? So it it's is. perfect. I hope she does that song. I think I'm she has she to will, do that yes. song, right? Because that's such a great song. Yeah. She's she's one of the great female artists of the islands, absolutely. She you is. know, absolutely. Yeah, so they can call uh, Kihau at 359-9103 to get a ticket. Uh, it's, again, a... Uh, uh, Hawaiian Buffet, $50, and that's to support that. If you can't come down there, uh, just call in Kihau, 359-9103, and tell her that you'd be interested in sponsoring uh, part of the canoe that they're trying to get. And uh, they'll be having all kind of silent auction items down there for us. And so encourage not only uh, this particular event for the women of the sea, Nawahene or Kamuana, but in the state of Hawaii, for all the women in the state of Hawaii. I, I applaud that, absolutely. And, and again, I mean, isn't it amazing to you that to see how many women paddlers there are out there? Are there more women oh, yes. paddlers than men, or is it equal about it? Or what do you think? Well, I can tell you there's more women paddlers than men. Really? Yes, there are. Wow. And, uh, we, don't, uh, we don't give them enough credit for what they're doing. So if you go in any of the races, you'll have more women participating than men. Wow. What do you think that, why, what's the reason for that? Because, you know, like you say, you have, what, five kids? I have six. You have six, six kids, yes. and I can't, ima- I can't imagine trying to raise six kids and getting out there at dawn also and, and trying to also keep That's the That's probably the only going. time I can do that. That's fine. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I don't know why um, that many women. Um, to be honest with you, my inspiration uh, first started with a group of men from Wailea Canoe Club and um, really what I admired about them was their discipline and their commitment that they put in into what they did. Um, you know, of course, they uh, do a competition, and they're just world-known for um, what they do. But uh, that kind of started for me. So as a mom of six children, I felt I needed discipline in my life as well, not me just being the disciplinarian in my household. <laughs> and, um, and, and I saw that, and so I admired the men. So they actually really motivated me to kind of do that little push. And then as I saw it, I kind of wanted to build a, a group of women to compete. And uh, Akua had a different plan for me. 
and he didn't give me five, but he gave me 35. <laughs> and so, um, and it's just growing from there. And I think um, I'm really, really happy with um, his decision and his plans that he's made. And, and I'm just enjoying everybody's uh, friendship, support. Um, like I said, many of these women come from all over. I've got someone that lives part-time in Seattle, actually really, really? flies back just to paddle. Really? Yes. And wow. so um, of all ages, I do have a young group of women or juniors of what we call, um, call them. One of a couple of them are my daughters. Uh, how uh, old are your daughters doing it? Uh, 16 and 17, but Gosh, we've got them look, from all you look ages. fantastic. That's great. And, um, you know, and so we have even had this young group of women who are out there doing the same thing that, you know, our other women are doing. And we definitely want to kind of guide them and, and kind of open this up to them that, you know, this journey that they're taking in their life is the same thing, a journey that they take on the canoe and reach, you know, reach the galaxies. Well, they are. Well, in a way, you know, it's amazing because you're getting to see the legacy yes. being carried on. You know, I mean, you're, and, and you have to. I bet you have people, chemo, that you started when they were young, and they probably have kids now also who are now, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, they do. It's really uh, funny because uh, I have a early childhood uh, canoe event that Kehau helps me with every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We call them the Manini Cruise, and uh, we now have paddlers who used to that paddle under me, and that now have children, and their children attending the uh, activity with us at uh, Koiea Loko Ia, which is the fish pond uh, in Kihei, right by the National Marine Sanctuary. Uh-huh. And uh, I'll let Kia tell you because I'm really um, that fish pond's amazing project. I've yeah. seen it because sometimes I'll have. Uh, lunch at Ma, you know monsoon india there has that yeah. restaurant and you can see it it's right out front there and it's so historic and it's beautiful and you'll see the people taking and it's it's like you know if you think weed pulling's difficult you're taking rocks from the bottom and putting the rocks up to make the big rocks, rest, yes. big rocks <laughs> to restore the wall there right yes um and you know there's a lot of history there to, um, you know, again, much value. But what, what Uncle was talking about with the Maninis is it's a early childhood cultural education program that we have Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, 8 to 10. And we really take on any child. Parents are welcome to, st- to stay and share in on the, on the day. We have as young as 4 years old. Wow. Jumping in the canoe, paddling. But, you know, it's not just about paddling, although the paddling encompasses so much more of just the paddle. But we we take them back. Uh, you know, we teach them chants, olis, oh. uh, protocol, teach them how to, to swim. We teach them how to swim with life jackets and um, teach them some of the plants and about the coconut, the uses of our plants. I mean, just different things. Uh, you know, our culture is... Amazing! It's an amazing yeah. thing, and if we actually really open ourselves up to it and pay attention, it teaches us a lot, a lot more sometimes in the books. What have you learned? Offer. What have you learned, and how have you changed from canoeing? Um, well, I've definitely learned how to value my culture a lot more. Again, living in Kihei, Maui, you know, um, we have a, a, a big family there, our Kina family, that's been you know raised in that in that area, and. Just with the movement of, you know, of needing to work, being in the workforce, you know, it's kind of taken us off away sometimes, I think, of culture hmm. and just being busy. But like everything, it's we need to make the time, you know, as much as we can make time for social gatherings and work. We need to make the time um, for, for those things to, you know, take in. But really, culture is a way of life, right? It's not a sometimes kind of thing. You don't do right. it just to 8 to 10. You actually right. do it all day long. Mm-hmm. And so we want to just help people to continue that. So like with our meninis, you know, we teach them, even if you say one Hawaiian new word a day, you know, just practice okay, that. Okay, what's, our, what's our Hawaiian day. word for the day? Imua. <laughs> Moving forward Moving together? Moving forward, yeah, yes. Yeah, we call uh, word of day would be probably holomua. Holo is to go and more to go with the most positive action, uh, positive thoughts, uh, positive work habits. Uh, uh, for those listening that don't live on the islands, Imua is spelled I-M-U-A. To go forward, you know. Yeah. 
And the reason for that, uh, we want to make sure, like what she was talking about, early childhood learning, you know. So as young as they are, you know, somebody would come down there and they're holding a 24-inch paddle in their hand and what what can they really do, you know. So for us adults is to make sure that they get in a canoe and do a technical training and move the canoe fast enough so they can get to the regatta. But as uh, Mel says, she played a really intricate part about with the Manini program we have this summer, early childhood learning. So all we can is that open to anyone still? Or open you to, to anyone. They just come down and uh, we'll be there Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at uh, the National Marine Sanctuary, Hawaiian Island Humpback Well, and sign up there. And at, at what time? At 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. And it's open to anyone? Open to anyone. That's and a really, wonderful gift. Really, uh, what we want uh, our early childhood program is that we want to teach them uh, to see, to feel, and hear the ocean. on, And we want them to possess their own Maui. You know, so it's a, it's a great thing. Yesterday, we had them harvesting the coral. Uh, in the taking it with the buckets, put it in a canoe, take them back on a canoe, go back on a wall, and again because they're little kids, we uh, line them up with the coral and pass it together and um, teach everybody how to lokahi work together and put the rock on the wall. How's that fish pond coming? Oh, very well. Well, we've got a lot of support, and um, you know that that it's such a great area and it's uh, ideal for family and for kids itself. And uh, I see a lot of influx of families mm-hmm. and young uh, people bringing their young, your young because they're toddlers. Yes, there. One, it's one of the common questions, uh, Cindy. Uh, how is the fish pond coming? <laughs> uh, when are you going to finish with it? <laughs> so <laughs> it's a way of our life. So we uh, we have challenges with the environment. We have uh, big waves. Uh, we've uh-huh. had tsunami. Uh, we have uh, earthquakes. And all of this is uh, an element that works against a, f- a wall of the fish pond, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, March 11, 2011, we all know that, about Japan having the largest tsunami. And eight hours later, it came right here and affected all the fish ponds uh, in the state of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the kupuna or our elders before uh, did not quit. It was just a way of their life. They just go back and put the rock back on the mm-hmm. wall, mm-hmm. the pohaku. So we are always uh, putting pohakus back on the rock, on the wall, <laughs> and we'll probably not stop that. And <laughs> funny, uh, when we had the wall 20 years ago, uh, everything was down. Uh, it's almost like building a subdivision, Cindy. Uh, if you build a subdivision, the people come. Uh-huh. So putting the rocks back on the wall the fish pond we brought back the seaweed we brought back the crab the opihi the puhi which is the eel the vana which is a sea urchin the loli which is a sea cucumber cumber uh the aama the black crab the kohono the white crab the veki the goldfish the mullet the moi the oil so 20 years now we've uh, gone in over forty thousand children wow. and uh we have uh a great uh, impact on the environment, and uh, um, we've many have many uh, challenges like with the storm bringing the mud water and everything down. But the fish pond has been a, a great uh, uh, community project. But going back to um, this uh, Friday's event, it takes a village to make a canoe, and it'll take the village to help Nawahine or Kamoana to get and purchase a brand new lightning. And so please come and uh, support them. Again, call 359-9103 and ask for Kehau. And I want to thank both of you so much. We have only a minute left, so I'm okay. going to close out the uh, the Facebook Live. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Um, you can go back and, if you haven't seen it, it's at Cindy Palos, Facebook Cindy Palos, and, and see that. I, I, I feel so honored to um, have had both of you here in the studio to share your stories I really feel like I've gotten to know you, and I, I'm I'm really touched and amazed that at your story alone, that you know with six kids and now your your daughter's doing it. That how beautiful that story is. And with chemo, of course, I've known you for years, but I've I've never really had this much time to talk to you before. Mahalo, Cindy. Um, so it's really a blessing to do this and have time to talk and share story and talk story. Call three five nine nine one zero three three five nine. 9103. It's going to be an event to remember this Friday um, with Sister Roby Kahakalo, John Cruz, Barry Flanagan, Jarrett Roback, and I'm sure you're going to be there too as well, yes. right? Both of you? Yes. Yes, we are. Mahalo. 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 Aloha. Aloha. Aloha.